Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them to the Gospel according to Luke. The Gospel of Luke, here we are in our last Sunday of Advent, just a few more days, kids, until Christmas. I know you're excited. I know I'm excited. I, I, we've got some presents under the tree, but we're just waiting for the day. And so I know you're excited. So let's dive in to the Gospel of Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, and we're going to begin at verse 26. If you're able, would you stand out of reverence for the Gospel this morning? Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son and is and this is the sixth month for who, for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. This is the word of God for the people of God around the world. And our response is, Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, I have to admit, we're in our devotional, Let Earth Receive Her King by Scott Daniels. And Scott has been going through, uh, each day we have our daily readings, and on the weekends, he is writing something from the lectionary passages. So if you're not familiar with the lectionary, the lectionary is something that a lot of the church body around the world, not just Nazarenes, but Methodists and Episcopalians and Catholics and a lot of different branches of Christianity read the same verses in their worship service. And so throughout this season, we also have been reading and preaching from these lectionary passages and lining them up around those themes that our candles are lit by for hope and peace or shalom, wholeness and joy last week. Didn't Pastor Kyle do such an amazing job for us on joy? And then this week, it's love. 
And as I began to think about that theme and look at the readings that we had, I, I have to admit I was really struggling with what, what does this have to do with love? I mean, I know love was coming and, you know, we think about the little sweet baby Jesus in his, uh, in his manger and we think of Mary and the beautiful blue dress and head covering and all of those things that we have around our world and we think oh that's that may stir up some feelings in us but the passage itself is before that how does this connect with love and so I thought well let me look back at our Old Testament reading and so I looked at Second Samuel chapter 7 and the reading there if you want to go back and read it later is about where David looks out and he says, I have this great palace and here God is just in a tabernacle, in a tent. Shouldn't I build him a, a house of worship that's just splendorous and wonderful? Shouldn't, shouldn't God have something at least comparable to what I have? And so he tells this to the prophet. And the prophet at first says, yeah, that'd be great. Do that. But God checks him and God flips the, the tables and says, David, you want to build me a house, but I don't need one. I tell you what I want to do. I want to build your house. And he says, of your kingdom there will be no end. I'm going to establish you and establish your line forever. I thought, well, what, what does that have to do with, with love? And then to, to flip that into our gospel passage, where, where do these two line up? And it wasn't until I began to read the psalm that Isaiah and Lucy read so beautifully for us this morning. Psalm 89, verses 1 and 2. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. And when I began to see that and I began to see those words, steadfast love, I said, I, I gotta know what that Hebrew word is. I, I had a good clue. It is the word chesed. I know that's, a, that's this is one of those words in Hebrew that's very guttural, chesed. So you probably, if you don't have your mask on right now, just put it on so you don't spit on anybody. Uh, when you say this word with me, one, two, three, chesed. We'll say it one more time, one, two, three, chesed. And chesed has something to say to us today and it really begins to connect our candle and our gospel passage and our Old Testament passage and brings everything to the forefront. And I'm excited for you to see this today. Chesed is one of those words, depending on the translation of the Bible that you read, that looks different in different ways. I had one today. My translation, the NRSV, trans translates that word steadfast love takes that. Now, steadfast isn't really a word that I use in my everyday language. You know, I will hold steadfast. Um, just not one of those words. Maybe in Shakespeare's day, uh, they, they use that a lot. But steadfast love. Some of your translations will, will string two words together. Loving kindness. That there's love, but it's, it's this kind love. This loving kindness. Uh, some translations translate chesed as mercy. 
That God is merciful. That, that, that chesed is shown in God's mercy. And there's also that, what we've already said today is steadfast love. But I love what Dr. Tim Mackey, the way he translates it into what I think fits better with our language today. He calls it loyal love. Loyal love. And I love his definition of chesed. I want you, I want to read it to you today, if that's okay. He says, chesed, it's the kind of love that someone demonstrates when they're keeping a promise and the desire to be loyal to their promise motivates them to go above and beyond and be super generous more than what you would expect. That is chesed. He goes on to say that chesed almost always is found in the context of family or covenant. Not a contract, but a covenant. Something between you and God or you and another person and God. It is almost always found in the context of family or covenant. And it combines these three things. Generosity, commitment, and affection. All in one place. That is the richness of the word chesed. He gave the example of someone taking care of someone who now can't take care of themselves. But again, in the context of affection and generosity and commitment in that committed relationship. When I was thinking about that and listening and letting this definition just kind of work its, its way into my heart and into my soul, I thought so much of my mom and my dad. You see, were they affectionate? Oh boy, were they ever affectionate. If you were ever around my mom and dad, you know, whenever they could, they were near each other, they held hands, they had arms around each other. Uh, they, you know, we grew up in a home where we saw our mom and dad kiss all the time. Sometimes, oh, mom, a little too much, go away. Uh, but, we saw that affection. Were they generous to one another? Oh, this time of year at Christmas, I can't tell you how many Christmases, you know, mom would open a gift or dad would open a gift and give that look across the room like we said we weren't going to be this elaborate in our giving this, this year. But you could know that they were just warmed in the heart that mom or dad had, had given those gifts to one another. And were they committed? Well, I know that they had walked down the aisle and pledged their vows and entered into that covenant of marriage together long ago. But I saw chesed. I saw the combination of all of these things, of generosity, of commitment, and affection, all balled into one when I began to watch my dad and his health deteriorate about eight years ago. And I watched my mom. Was it part of the for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health? You bet. But was it because she found and she had a great deal of love and affection for that man who was in the bed? You bet. Was she doing things that I'm sure when she walked down the aisle, she had never envisioned those would be the things that she might have to do one day? I'm sure, but she did them, and she did them in a powerful way all the way until he took his last breath. That, my friends, is chesed. And this is what connects 
those passages that in 2 Samuel, God who hears David say, God, I want to build you a place of worship that's magnificent and wonderful. I want to do that. And God in His chesed, in His commitment to Israel, in His commitment to David, is extra generous beyond what David could imagine and shows his great affection for David by saying, I'm going to build your house. I'm going to extend your line. And then several centuries later, he shows up and shows that he is going to fulfill that commitment, that promise, that generous promise that he made out of affection for David and for Israel. He's going to show up and fulfill that chesed with a young Jewish girl named Mary. And he is going to be beyond her wildest dreams or anything. I mean, she had to know she was marrying into the line of David with Joseph. But it comes as a great surprise that this will not only be someone who is of the line of David physically, but that God Himself is going to join David's family tree for the sake of His commitment to David and to Israel. But my friends, chesed is not just found in these two passages. The Bible is filled with the stories of God's chesed. From the very beginning, when God created all there was, and human beings walked away from the covenant that they had with God, God surprised them with His affection And they didn't die as He said they would, but they were clothed and sent out. That's chesed. That when the world was lost, He decided to choose and and make a covenant with one small barren family and promise them that they would have descendants that would outnumber the stars or the sands at the beach. And even though that family walked back and forth between faithfulness to their end of the covenant, God's chesed continued to bless them, continued to give to them, continued to be the one who said, I'm going to walk all of humanity back to Me. And I'm going to do that through My chesed. And when they walked away and they were in exile, God still maintained His side of the bargain. And He came to them and eventually brought them back into the land of Jerusalem. And He did this because He was affectionate towards Israel, yes. And David, yes. He was committed to them and had made a promise, yes. But He is extra generous, all wrapped into one one action that now meant He was going to come and live among us that we might experience the chesed, the love of God, that loyal love of God in our everyday life. And not just for Jewish folk, but for you and I as well. That's why our psalm writer can sing with full boldness. I will sing of Your chesed, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I'll proclaim Your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that Your chesed is established forever. 
Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. Oh, brothers and sisters, you may be thinking right now, what does this have to do with Christmas, Pastor Jeff? Well, I want you to know, as we have been lighting these candles each week, hope can only come when you know and you have experienced that God has made a covenant with human beings to walk them back into His arms. And when you know that that means that even in a crazy time like 2020, there is promise that is coming, that can give you hope. You can only experience that peace, that shalom, that wholeness, when you have experienced the generosity of our God. You can only experience joy when you've experienced the affection of God towards you, my brother and sister. But I'm here today on this fourth Sunday of Advent to say all three of those are combined when it comes to the love, the chesed, the loyal love that God is for you. And we see that the hope Peace, the shalom, the joy, the chesed, the love of God is the gift that is given on Christmas Day. Embodied, commitment, extra generous, affectionate love of God wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Brothers and sisters, do you need to experience the chesed of God this Christmas season? Is there some place in your heart, in your life, where you're just crying out to say, Oh God, remember your covenant, your promise. Do you need to experience the affection of God towards you? That God is passionate about who you are, loves who you are to the core of who you are, loves you more than you could ever know, and is willing to give His Son for you. You know that you can find that shalom, that wholeness in Him. His chesed is there. Do you need, where do you need to experience chesed this Christmas season? I want you to take just a moment. We're going to take just a pause here. I want you to close your eyes. This is not the end of the, prayer, or the beginning of our prayer to close, but just for one moment, pause. And think about where in your life, in your world right now, do you need to experience the chesed of God? Take that moment. And sometimes, in the midst of the difficulties that 2020 has presented to us, sometimes what we need is simply 
to testify, to declare that we believe that the steadfast love, that chesed of the Lord is established forever. Psalm 89.2, I want us to say this together with all the gusto you can muster, whether 2020 has gotten you beat down wondering where God is. I'm wondering if there is something deeper within you and within my heart that can simply declare, I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. We want to say that together. On the count of three, brothers and sisters, right there in your living room, let's declare this together. One, two, three. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. And not even a year like 2020 will change my heart or mind. For your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens. That's chesed as well. Brothers and sisters, this is why we celebrate the love, the chesed of Christmas. That God is so committed That God has such deep affection. And because our God is surprisingly generous. Wrapped in one. And given to us. And to Mary long ago that causes her to break into song. My soul will magnify the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For He has looked with favor on the lowliness of His servant, surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is His name. His mercy, His chesed is for those who fear Him. From generation to generation, He has shown strength with His arm. He has scattered the prouds in their in their thoughts, in their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sends the rich away empty. He has helped His servant Israel in remembrance of His chesed according to the promise He made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to His descendants forever. Mary declares God's chesed like the psalmist long ago. Have you declared this today, my friends? If so, this week, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we have heard and lit the candle to remind us of the chesed of God. All the other candles wrapped in one and given to you for the sake of the world. I pray this week you will find time and strength to declare that the steadfast love of the Lord is established forever. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? God, You know what this year has done. You know how difficult it has been for us. 
And so we pray, O oh God, that in this last few weeks of this last few days of the Advent season, You would stir in our hearts a longing to declare that we know that in spite of the circumstances, your chesed, your committed, affectionate, extra special generosity will be declared forever. And I pray that we would, we would know and experience that chesed on Christmas morning, not just in the gifts and not just with our family, but we would know that You are Emmanuel, God with us. Help us, Father. Help us to experience Your chesed in Jesus. And may this Christmas season be the beginning of something entirely new in our lives, in our church, and in our world. For we pray and we ask all of these things in the name of your chesed embodied, in the name of Jesus our Savior, in the name of Jesus Emmanuel. God with us, we pray and ask all of these things. And everyone declared together, Amen. 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 Would you receive this blessing? And now, may you experience the chesed of God this week. May you know that He has great love for you. That He is committed to you and to us. May you experience His generosity in everything that you do this week. And I pray this blessing in the name of the Father who is for us. In the name of the Son who is with us. And in the name of the Spirit who is in us. One God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May God bless you. I'm looking so forward if you are planning to jump in your car and come on over for the blessing. It's okay if you're still in your PJs. Bring your mask. Drive on over and and come in the south entrance by the We Care Center and drive around into the overhang. And we just want, I want to see you eyeball to eyeball and bless your Christmas. Wish you Merry Christmas and send you away with blessing. I miss being able to do that. So come And we want to see you. It's just one hour. So come and be a part of it so that we can wish you Merry Christmas. If you can't come, then God bless you. Make His face shine upon you and give you peace. Merry Christmas and have a great, great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.